Hello and welcome back to the Folk Podcast, episode 80. And today, we have Caleb back. Now, the funny thing is, he didn't know that he was on paternity leave, and he just thought we weren't recording the podcast. So he was just like, oh, we've recorded today? Wow, you guys have recorded a lot of episodes. Uh, but Caleb is back from his unknown paternity leave. So, uh, Caleb, how are you? And uh, how, how was your uh, unknown paternity leave? Uh, it was good, I guess. Um yeah, I just I knew I knew one episode we were doing the week that my daughter was born, and then after that I didn't know we were doing any until like last week. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Ian and I were just texting on the side because I think we just both assumed that like you were doing dad things. So, <laughs> so honestly, yeah. I don't. I, if if I if I'd been trying, I don't know if I'd have been able to do it if I was tra- if I tried to because I tried to do the one last week and it didn't work out. Hell, I didn't even get around to texting y'all back. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're sitting here like, yeah, I got four hours of sleep last night. I'm not too bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you said uh, the, the new baby's been sleeping pretty well, right? She does, but newborns, you know, they have to eat every three hours or so. And sometimes after they eat, it takes 30, 40. Well, we have to keep her upright for like 30 minutes after she eats. Um, otherwise, she gets like, she spits everything back up. Because she's, oh, like, yeah. uh, she's got like, at, like, it's not really acid reflux, but she, I don't know, she'll spit up a lot if she doesn't stay vertical for about 30 minutes. And then it takes another I mean, 30 minutes. To get same. Her. So, <laughs> so really it's like, you know, it's like every two hours we're waking up to feed her and change diapers and everything else. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. But it bleeds, or leads to today's topic, which is spring and new life and, and beauty and all those things. Uh, because this episode is coming out the same weekend. Uh, all three of us are at the Ohio Ostara Gathering or Spring Gathering, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so while you're listening to this, most likely we're all passed out because I think these come out on Mondays now is when I'm releasing them. So we're all dead tired and probably really dirty because this place has like one shower. So we're probably all a little smelly at the point of you watching this uh, or listening to this. Uh, I don't think this one is going to be on video. So, uh, you know, if you're listening to this once again, it's probably because we're not feeling pretty right now. I don't know. Uh, But like, again, video podcasts are weird. They take a lot of extra work. And I hope you've, uh, it seems like a lot of people enjoyed the last few that have come out. Uh, But we won't be doing them all the time, probably just for special guests and things like that. Uh, For the most part, you know, the podcast is the podcast and the YouTube channel is the YouTube channel. Uh, but gentlemen, I really just wanted to have a conversation today about, uh, you know, spring as a pagan, what it means, uh, you know, and especially, you know, Caleb, you as a father coming up, you know, a baby born in spring, uh, you know, I think you have a, a, a different perspective on this uh, as of the last few weeks. Uh, but Ian, in particular, how's spring for you in Minnesota? Well, first off, it's <laughs> it's snowing right now. What day is it at this point? It is April 3rd and it is snowing it's not like violently blizzarding but it is it is snowing like i can look out the window right now it's like super big fluffy snowflakes and i'm not okay with this i had my winter i'm ready for spring i mean what is it only gonna be like a couple inches like three inches not not even it's, oh yeah it's like it's gonna be, end up being like a light dusting it'll probably be gone by tomorrow but still it's here right now and i'm upset well, to be fair, it was actually, um, I don't know how it got down there for you, Caleb, but uh, it got down to like 32 degrees at night uh, just two nights ago. Uh, and I believe this week it's going to be in the 60s the rest of the week. Yeah, it's like the the last few weeks has been like, this temperature has been doing that shift thing where it's cold as shit at night and then it's, it warms up to like, I want to say last week it, it got all the way up to like 80 some down here. And I think at night it was like 40, it was somewhere between 45 and uh, 40. So. 
I hate that stuff because it just gets me sick. It's my body <laughs> doesn't know if it needs to be trying to warm itself up or cool down. Well, it's funny. I, I just had Kevin over uh, in the community who we found the podcast before in the Celtic Paganism episode. He stayed for about four days. And uh, on the second day, I was like, oh, yeah, it's spring here. I was like, dude, do you take allergy medicine? Because you need to. Uh, Kentucky, in particular, Lexington actually has the highest pollen count, I think, anywhere on the East Coast. It's insane. Like you like I get really bad migraines this time of year. And you, I mean, it's definitely I know this happens all over the south. But you know, you go outside and your cover your car is yellow from all the pollen out there. Yeah, I remember that being a huge thing. Like when I lived in Florida, when I was living in Florida, and I had a black car at the time. And it was basically a light, dark yellow, because the pollen was so bad. It was insane. When I worked at that car lot uh, around this time of year, uh, we would have to go out and power wash all the cars on a daily basis. And I mean, they were straight. Everything was yellow. And then all the water runoff would turn the parking lot yellow. Like it was crazy. And you could literally, after we power washed them, like moments later, they were starting to get yellow again. It was insane. Um, but I mean, I kind of like playing with the power washer. It was kind of fun. So uh, interesting enough, I was just up with my parents on the way back down today. And uh, I free always forget about normal people Easter because, you know, I'm not a normal people, <laughs> but uh, I was asking my dad, I was like, oh yeah, when's Easter this year? And he was like, oh, well, you know, it's like April 16th or whatever it is. And I was like, really? Why is it that late? And he's like, well, it's because it's two weeks after the full moon after the solstice. And I was like, did you just hear what you said? Do you really yeah. just hear what you said about your Christian holiday? That it's two weeks, like the, the full moon after the solstice, like, come on, or the equinox, like, come on, come on, yeah. you know, you know, you know. Like, I, I honestly forgot that it was Easter until I went to the store the other day and I saw, like, all of the, like, seasonal Easter, uh, like, the chocolate rabbits, which obviously is based off of the fertility rabbit, and then, like, eggs and everything, like, in all the bright colors and whatnot. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. It's so weird that, like, you know, again, my mother is, is extremely, extremely Christian, uh, you know, and she's all about the Easter decorations, the Easter bunny, the rabbits, the egg hunts, all the decorations. Uh, yet, and, you know, she's posting on Facebook, he is risen. And I'm just like, yeah. these things are not connected. <laughs> you know, like, these are two very separate things. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. Right. Yeah, like, honestly, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I mean, I'm sure there is a, a, a historical lore behind it on like Christian, like the Christian side of things, but like why like the correlation between like the Easter bunny or like rabbits and eggs and like all that and fertility with like fertility symbols with you know the the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Like I have honestly I've never looked it up myself, but like it's such a weird thing to like to associate with that. Obviously there's like, probably a more proper answer, but I always just I'm trying to find it. <laughs> I, I, was I was searching the Catholics. it was the catholics being the catholics and just absorbing pagan practices pagan to, yeah i mean to get them to convert that's the because you know it's like the day that jesus rose from the grave or whatever and it's just like but you're saying that it's the full like the first sunday after the full moon after the equinox that doesn't sound like a specific day that he rose <laughs> yeah and it's not like a it's not like a a, a I mean, it's a, a rebirth, so to speak, but it's not like a fertility thing or like a rebirth. It's more like that's necromancy, homie. <laughs> Straight up Jesus necromancy. Oh, did I, I forgot about, I can't remember where I heard about it. Maybe it was when I was in high school or that the year I did in college, but there was somebody that was like all about the damn uh, 
they went through explaining this whole thing of how like Christianity is really this like uh, this like necromancy zombie cult because they worship <laughs> a dead guy who rose from the grave. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, it was it. it was the one of the funniest damn things I ever heard. I dig it, necromancy cult. Hell yeah. Well, according to this, it also has to do with like the Christian church wanting to get it near Passover, like the Jewish holiday, which is the the like commemoration of the the Jewish Exodus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still sitting here like, nah. Yeah, there's not really like any direct correlations between like a rabbit, you know, like a fertility holiday, like basically being absorbed and like symbols of it being used, obviously. I remember being a kid just never understanding why we why rabbits and colored eggs were a thing for Easter, and it was supposed to be a a church holiday. Well, I think that uh, you know the the pagan argument is that comes directly from Aostre, the Anglo-Saxon Celtic goddess that I'm totally getting wrong right now. Yeah, well, it's uh, Germanic goddess. Okay. Yeah, that's what that's what I've learned, you know, since becoming a pagan. But like I never like growing up, like I never knew why the hell. rabbits and eggs were connected to easter it just yeah. was yeah oh here it's that damn pencil sharpener i needed that like two hours ago <laughs> yeah so i know we had at the wisconsin gathering we did like an aostre or ostara s s mm-hmm. it's not aester it's esotre esotre i don't I know i i don't get things correct with the pronunciations like it's not what I try to do. The old Proto-Germanic. Right. <laughs> but anyways, like, you know, the idea of a female fertility goddess during the springtime is, you know, no matter what you call it, if it's Freya, Ostara, um, Aostre, or whatever, like, it, it, like, it's very prominent across most cultures that have a springtime. Is some for, It's very feminine. It's very beautiful. It's got lots of flowers. And so it's, yeah. The fact that we have two completely different things of a male figure getting crucified and then rising from the dead and then fem- like and then fluffy bunny colorful egg time as two separate things it's just like yeah it, it's not hard to draw the conclusions there yeah and I, I'll never forget this was way back when I was a teenager uh, we we were coming out of Kroger I think I was like 15 and my mom was like you can go it was after church and my mom was like you can go home play video games if you could tell me the reason for this season (laughs) and that's always stuck with me and uh and you know i thought about that a lot this weekend i I really want to be like hey bob you know you asked me this question like 12 years ago i have an answer for you oh my goodness now uh going going into this weekend uh gentlemen as far as the spring gathering uh Ian, is this your first spring gathering you've celebrated in the community? No, this was because I've always I was I was actually talking to Darius about this um, yesterday on Friday. Um, I've only ever done so far with gathering wise is like spring gatherings and uh, fall gatherings. But as far as like this part of like the region, like region wise, yeah, this will be my first like central like bigger postar one because I've done. I was at the like the original Osara last year, and then the Wisconsin one this year. Oh yeah, that was then, that was the uh, like the reunion. I don't know if I would count that as like a spring gathering. That was more yeah. of like 
because that was late February too, and that was more of just a reunion thing. So mm, that's fair. So yeah, yeah, I mean, technically, I guess the Wisconsin one would have been the first. Like, yeah, and you on, still did like... some hell shit. Of course, I did. <laughs> uh, oh, and I should say, if anyone's uh, listening to this podcast and haven't already, uh, the Wisconsin Spring Gathering video is out on uh, the Wisdom of Odin channel. Uh, we launched it uh, this coming Wednesday as the time of re- us recording it. So if you want to check out what we did this year for the Spring Gathering in Wisconsin, uh, head over and check out that video. And then this Ohio Ostara video, which I am completely not prepared to record and edit because I just got done with the Wisconsin one, uh, that will come out towards the end of the month. Uh, so yeah, look for those really soon. And I honestly, if you listen to this podcast and you have not watched the gathering videos, I don't know what you're doing because honestly, <laughs> I feel like, uh, that is the, like the center point of, you know, the folk podcast, uh, the wisdom of Odin and the community around it as well as these gathering videos. Uh, so I, I really do think that if you're looking for inspiration for your own rituals, for your own, you know, your own experiences, uh, check out those videos, especially for, uh, the spring events and spring festivities. Those are going to be the best thing to get more information on. Uh, but as far as like, uh, your guys's personal practice, do you do anything for spring? Well, for me, like I, I like to do a lot of like planting, um, to try to like, you know, growing crops and stuff like that. So like just yesterday, um, I started, I got some of the seed pod, uh, starters and stuff like that. And I planted, oh geez, there are 72 pods. I didn't plant 72 individual, like different things, but I think in total, like stuff that I planted yesterday, uh, for like preparation of actually putting them in the ground and stuff like that. I want to say eight, no, seven. Yeah, no, eight, eight different things yesterday as kind of like a preparation for it. And then I'm going to be working on uh, this prayer God hole that I started at the gathering. Um, I'm actually finally start working on that a little bit as kind of like a spring thing to celebrate. But usually I do a lot of like, that's when I usually do a lot of my planting and, and uh, crops and stuff like that. Now that I actually kind of have a little bit more of a solid area to do so. Uh, I've always just done more work with the Vonir. Well, starting last year, I started doing more work with the Vonir. Uh, once the spring gets serious, uh, as I've said in the past, uh, once it starts getting warm, it becomes more difficult for me to connect to the uh, to any of the Aesir. Uh, it may be, I don't know, I've not done as much work with like with goddesses, so it may be, it may be easier to connect to some of the Aesir goddesses than the, the masculine gods. Um, but uh, the Vonir are usually what I, I start working with in the spring and then that you know i build those relationships like this year uh i'm going to be working a lot with njord seems like i uh, didn't plan on that i intended on working mainly with balder but njord just kind of came, uh, he just showed up really big and has not left me alone so i'm gonna see how where that goes this year yeah, my experiences now with Balder and Njord, because it's funny because I'm actually getting some Njord knocking on the door kind of stuff to myself. And uh, but with Balder, it's always been more of a passive thing, less of a, an active thing. And of course, this is my own personal experiences, but I don't typically like do a thing where I sit down and like I try to connect with them. I just experience when I'm out and about and it's beautiful outside. It's a perfect day. It's a beautiful cloud. And I'm thankful for the beauty. And I find that's when I connect with Balder the most. I don't know if it's something that we necessarily harvest ourselves and, and then use it for something. Um, it's just the natural beauty of the world we live in. 
Uh, but yeah, I definitely connect more to that. I mean, even on the drive, uh, it's like appreciation thing. Like on the drive back from my my parents, which is about an hour and twenty minutes north, I was just driving through the rolling hills of Kentucky, and the the grass is bright green. The pear trees are in full bloom, so they have white, big, uh, fluffy blooms on them. Uh, and the sky was like a nice, fluffy, like a crisp blue, and then white, fluffy clouds. And it's like that's a beautiful day. And uh, you know, it's like fifty eight degrees, so it's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's really awesome outside. And so, it, yeah, it's definitely days like this that I'm, like, just thankful for the beauty in the world. And that's definitely when I feel balder the most. I'll have to try to pay more attention to that. Uh, just because I haven't – I've had a couple experiences with him, but it's it, – both times has been when I've, I've intentionally reached out to him. I haven't had any real passive thing yet, but I could have perceived it as someone else or something else instead of balder because I've not experienced him as much. Yeah, pretty pretty similar to you, Caleb. Like I always feel a lot more inclined to reach out to the Vonier during the springtime as far as the spiritual side of things go. You know, I know last year I really wanted to work a lot more with prayer. And I just I, I just I ended up not really getting to it and not really uh pursuing it too much because I was going through a lot of the big life changes, you know, that I I am now living currently um <clears throat> last year. So it just didn't it just didn't ever really it just didn't feel right at the time, but uh, this year, you know, considering I did like a a prayer, prayer and prayer ritual at the Wisconsin gathering, and me personally representing prayer, you know, it was I, I want to take that that part a little bit more seriously and go forward with that more, especially this year. Well, yeah, because that ritual kind of kicked your ass. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it definitely did. Um, so it, it's that's partially like why I want to start like really working on this God pull and stuff like that too. So. Um, kind of like showing that I'm serious with it in some regards that. Yeah. That's something I actually want to talk about here soon. I'm going to make a video on is just like making uh, like idols to the gods in general, just because the more I've been doing research, the more I see that uh, idols were actually very important to uh, the practices of at least the Roman era pagans in Northern Germany. Um, and at least in Scandinavia as well, we see uh, idols being very important. And so I think if you want to connect more to deities, I think uh, carving idols to them is a really great way. And I, that's honestly something I've always connected with, with the Vanir in particular, because uh, I've been working on that Freya God pole for a very long time now. Uh, and through various sessions and blood offerings that uh, were unintentionally <laughs> given, uh, you know, so... Yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel Freya the most in these uh, these lighter times, uh, but definitely summer is when I struggle with connection a lot, just because I hate the heat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah, what the I've... god of sweat and bugs is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably, I feel like for me, Loki. Be, right? I feel like for me being, uh, you know, back in Minnesota and having like all the lakes and the rivers and stuff like that. Hopefully, we don't have a year like it was last summer. Apparently, where it was pretty bad drought, so a lot of the lakes were pretty low. Um, I feel like I might get some Nord vibes from it. I mean, it's not really like coastlines, but it is rivers and stuff like that and lakes. So I'm kind of curious to see what what stuff I experience on that end from this point coming up on the summer and like towards the end of spring uh, when everybody, you know, the lakes kind of start getting a little bit more uh, visited and things like that. Speaking on Nord, like most of the most of the experiences I have with them, they don't have anything to do with water. Um, most of the time it's all things that have to do with, um, like prosperity, um, kind of being like the, where he's like the protector of the shores and things like that. Uh, and I connect to him a lot as a father. And I think that's part, that's probably why he's come so big 
this year because I just had uh, my second daughter back on March 9th. And so all this year, that's, you know, all the preparation I've been doing is getting ready for this new kid. And so it's, you know, a good, a good time to really dig in and get a really good relationship with him and learn, learn a lot from him. It is really crazy how many babies have been born in the community these last few, like this last <laughs> month. I think, yeah, it's like three or four at this yeah. point. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that's we really exciting. One, we had one, I want to say that was born sometime around December or maybe it's a little bit before December, uh, Kristen and I can't remember what her, what her husband's name is, Blake. Oh yeah. 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 Blake they were, Tennessee. yep. Yep. Yeah. Cause they, she, I can't remember how far along she was, but I know she was at least halfway through last, yeah. uh, at the midsummer gathering. We did in Virginia. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, yeah. Cause I remember her being pregnant in the, the spring gathering of last year. So, hmm. oh my gosh, yes, I can't had, believe oh. had a lot of babies. Yeah, that's crazy, man. It's crazy. Well, even just being with like Logan and Mary and Kevin, we went to Serpent Mounds this past weekend. I was just like, dude, we're crazy, man. You know, we got the got the hall stuff going. I mean, got, uh, you know, all these gatherings coming. We got the international gatherings coming. Look at us. Look at us, guys. This is all about its growth, man. Like, and that's a fine. Like, that's one thing, too. I think a lot of people. I don't want to say like fail to recognize, but it's not quite as recognized with the upcoming, you know, with bringing like and, and growth. It doesn't necessarily have to be like fertility of like babies and like crops and stuff like that, but also just like with whether it's personal growth or like with like community growth. I mean, look at, yeah, we've had a lot of stuff that's come to fruition, you know? Well, I think we mentioned this uh, when we talked about like just the uh, living by the cycles. I think we did a podcast on that, like yeah. uh, the start of the year is, you know, the winter time I tend to slow down and I tend to do a lot more prep. I get you know, things in motion, I make plans, and then spring, it's time to start laying those seeds. Uh, you know, so I'm not, you know, that's, like you said, it doesn't have to necessarily be about fertility and babies and all these things, but you can live in a life cycle. And I think no matter how much we try to live, you know, the, the world tries to make us live this nine to five kind of ideal of life is, you know, you work the same job, basically the same way every single day, no matter what our lives are affected by, um, you know, the seasonal changes. And, you know, it's, to some degree, you know, for some jobs, you know, I remember like the restaurant world, I don't remember springtime at all because all I did was work. Uh, but I remember winter because then I had to shovel snow out of the restaurant parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was that is one thing that I, um, I was going to kind of bring up as well. Like I referencing back to when we did our cycle, like our, our living by cycles uh, episode was, yeah, like kind of using winter as a time to kind of sit there and reflect on on what worked for you the past year the previous year and then what also didn't work and kind of get rid of that it was like something that i really focused on with like my prayer ritual uh, was you know getting rid of the stuff that isn't useful to you anymore and shedding it like a deer ant like deer shed their antlers and then um finding what has worked for you or finding something new that will help you progress each like new cycle and yeah i definitely agree with like letting using winter to sit down reevaluate things and then like jacob said going into spring like plant those seeds and go with it yeah. speaking of the uh the shading of the antlers and everything like that uh, i'm really looking forward to talking to you more about the uh, the fair ritual that you did i know that video is going to be coming out and i'll watch it before but yeah yeah i'm excited um, to talk to you about that yeah for me it was it was it was definitely different um for me obviously because i i don't i mean obviously like for doing a hell ritual 
I'm very comfortable. That is like my thing as my bread and butter, uh, so to speak. But, you know, I wanted to do something. I've wanted to do something for Friar uh, for a while, you know, for since last spring, basically. And, uh, you know, so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go for it and I'm going to do a ritual. And yeah, like Jacob said, it, it did kind of kick mass because to a degree, you know, I, I don't think I was fully like spiritually prepared. But I definitely did kind of do like I did to kind of lose my words and kind of stumble a little bit. Um, but it was it, to some degree, it was also a way of me kind of showing that I am serious to kind of work with him a lot more, at least during the spring and summer months. Um, but yeah, it, as I was kind of sitting there thinking about it and kind of how I wanted to do things, it just kind of like clicked in my head. I was like, oh, you know. Uh, you know, uh, Frere gives up his sword and ends up having to fight with an antler. And I was like, well, you know, and I kind of started going down this like deer theme as I kept thinking about that. And that's essentially where I came up with the idea of, you know, shedding antlers. And I actually had a very small um, antler that actually my grandfather gave me when I was a kid. So I've had it for like basically my entire life. I don't remember how old I was. It's probably like eight nine so i've had it for almost 20 years and i use that as like that demonstration of like that physical representation of you know this is what i this this little buck used to be something like this and then i actually had one of the antlers that you guys had found at the kentucky uh when you found all those antlers i had one of those as well as that next at like the next physical representation of what things can become when you kind of like set your mind to it and I actually tossed the little antler into the fire that was the sense that acted as both like that that representation of shedding it and getting rid get getting rid of the things that are no longer useful to you to make room for the things that are gonna like help you progress and grow and then also it was also my my personal offering to Frere as well so I gave up like you know a, an item that I've had for 20 years you know as an offering so to speak so yeah it was it was definitely out of my comfort zone but that's also why i wanted to do it yeah see like i want to i want to get to where i'm able to do more i don't want to say intense um intense or like I, I guess deeper deeper and more spiritual um rituals for the von air but i think i need and i feel like i need more time to to work with them to get that feel because it's a different energy than I'm used to, to working with when it comes to, you know, Odin and everything else. Yeah. You want to get basically, I think like a more intimate, like working with mm. them. Yeah. And I think that that's definitely like where I was lacking because, you know, I've, I've wanted to do stuff with prayer for, like I said, for a while since last year. And I just never, never just got around to it. You know, this is one of those things I was like, well, I'm going to take this as I'm not quite ready yet. And then finally, I was just like, I need to do this. You know, I need to get off my ass and actually start doing this. And that was kind of my 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 signal out to him, like, hey, I am serious about doing this. And I'm going to attempt this ritual, you know. And yeah, like I stumbled a bit and I definitely was not necessarily fully ready, so to speak. But, you know, it was still that commitment to doing it, you know, and I, now I'm going to work on it with that goal. More to do deeper rituals like that with Yord than Freyr because mm -hmm. most of my work with, with Freyr is things that I'm not exactly going to talk about in the middle of a ritual <laughs> with 30, 40 other people there. What are you, uh, what are you doing, Caleb? <laughs> None of your business. <laughs> I'm going to take First off, of guess, uh, 
I'm going to take a wild guess that you're naked during these rituals. <laughs> no. All that makes me think of is my great phallus. My first phallus, another crow. Just shit Germans heard me say. And witness you doing. Oh, yeah. It's all a matter how much English do they understand that you said. Oh, they understood. Uh, no, it's uh, it was funny. Uh, that was actually Sean uh, from OC and the Jupiter that we've had on the podcast before. He was calling me uh, because this this is a hot fresh scoop for anyone listening to this episode that wasn't at the gathering. Uh, Sean is joining us for his first gathering, which is really cool. Uh, so he will be up Friday and Saturday, and so we're kind of working on him doing. He's going to do like a small little performance with the forest, which is pretty fucking cool. And then uh, on Saturday night, he's going to help with the singing for the Freya and Freya ritual that we're doing that night uh, that day. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty cool. He's pretty hyped. He's pretty hyped. He was only going to come for like one day, then it became Saturday night and Sunday, and now it's like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So like, (laughs) yeah. Then I told him the like the Sunday ritual, and he was like, "Damn it!" (laughs) Yeah, Caleb, have you heard what we're doing for the Sunday ritual? Like in detail, I can't remember. Uh, I know that we were doing the. uh, We talked about it on the call. What Tuesday night? Yeah, Monday night. Yeah. I, I know what we're yeah we're we're doing that call out to like a year and then yeah yeah coming yeah. in and like we're coming forward with the gods that we're going to give offerings for and then the people that are giving offerings so then come forward and then at the end for the ones that weren't mentioned yeah right. so yeah so uh, for our audience out there the idea behind this ritual is we're kind of setting the scene so to speak. Uh, is uh, we're kind of really focusing on Aegir having feast and parties. And because we were going to do like a general offering, like everyone just gives to whatever deity they want. And then it's kind of grew. We have like 10 different people in our leadership going. So we're like, well, why don't we all get involved in this ritual, which is really cool. Uh, and so I'll be setting it up and basically setting the stage of Aegir having a feast, uh, that there's lots of good drink and things like that. And we have like a, a bottle of mead that we made really special. Uh, we blessed it in like waters and on a hike with the community and stuff. And there's Caleb's uh, child on the screen now joining us for the podcast. Does she, does she have a hot, fresh scoop? What's the scoop? Yeah. Do you have a hot scoop? You going to say anything? Yeah. What are you going to say? That. That. Oh, my friends? Yeah. Yes. Her other dad's. <laughs> oh, you want an applesauce? How did she find you? Why do you have applesauce up there? She left it up here last time. I have quite. How long has it been up? When's last time? How long ago was that? Like two days ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, this stuff like it's this shit doesn't have to sit in the fridge. It's just better if it sits in the fridge. <laughs> you this go is your reminder of parenthood, our I listeners. <laughs> Random applesauce cups. Okay, you be careful. I do last work up here, okay? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) See, we're leaving it in there because it's springtime. You know, it's the springtime uh, podcast, so it only makes sense that we have a child in here. (laughs) (laughs) Your your replacement in, you know, three years. We're just going to have her on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or is the is the new child the replacement, the podcast replacement? I figured you're you're just you know raising one of them to be the replacement. I mean, you know, who knows what's going to happen to me in the next three years? The way is everything's it, been going, especially with all those frere rituals. Apparently, you're doing, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing Caleb just like howling like a wolf with like antlers on his head, like like naked. 
can't say that I did that for a fair reason. <laughs> Amber, <laughs> it's time. <laughs> I know she listens to the podcast now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time she gets to it, she gets to an episode where I say something. She always looks at me like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) You get out of there. Well, for future reference, you both are welcome for that idea for a ritual. That's all I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) say. Oh, there's a child here again. Oh, no, I got to shut up. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Yeah, don't let her hear this. <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah, instead of like, mommy and daddy are just wrestling stuff. like wild animals, Bella. Oh god, yeah. It's like Caleb like out in the woods howling for like Odin instead of howling for prayer. Totally different vibes. Oh god, two, two different, two different beasts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, Beast of uh, Frere's Phallus, the next episode <laughs> of Twilight Zone. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's oh no, that's a great porno name. Oh no, no. <laughs> Beast of Frere's Phallus. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, woo, we got a little little seat meter, boys. All right, uh, there's two guys, too many guys. Yeah. This is weird. Give her the child, Caleb. This is weird now. <laughs> She's eating her applesauce now. No, Anyways. One... <laughs> oh, she is hearing it. I think one thing, though, that, like, kind of going into, like, the magic of being a kid in springtime, at least for me, like, it just kind of, like, clicked in my head. Um, you know, coming out of winter as a as a child and then seeing everything, like, start to warm up and bloom as a child was such a magical like experience for me just because I knew a couple a couple different things one it was going to be warmer outside so that means we were going to be outside more which unfortunately I feel like is a thing that a lot of children are lacking you know I feel like a lot of it's I've seen like memes and jokes about it and unfortunately it is like a sad truth of you know when I was a kid you used to have to you know fight me to go back inside as a parent compared to now you have to like fight your children to go outside. And, you know, like me, like whenever I, if I, if I ever become a good parent, like that is definitely something that I'm going to strictly like, you know, start to ingrain in their heads at an early age is, you know, spend more time outside because you, you're just going to appreciate things a lot more. Um, you know, and like I would get to be outside a lot longer when it, obviously when it was warmer outside. And then I knew also, School's about to be done, so I could be outside a lot more. I could, you know, run around and do stupid things as a kid, play with yeah, sticks. Yeah, reflecting back, and maybe it's just because, like, I don't know, uh, maybe it's because my parents were a little controlling on how much video games I played, but uh, I feel like I only remember playing video games during only really, 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 really hot days or the winter. Other mm-hmm. than that, if it was spring and fall, I was outside. You know, basically, I would walk around my hometown. I would meet up with my friends because, uh, you know, that was really before, like, I feel so lucky to have grown up on the precipice of the cell phone era because I had a flip phone and it was for emergencies only. And it was basically, I think it had 500 minutes and a hundred texts on that some bitch. And so like, basically I would text like coming at two, see you soon. And then like, I would get K and I'm like, cool. And then I would just start walking. There was no conversating. There was no like sending pictures of where I was. There was no Snapchatting. There was no updating (laughs) of my story. It was, I just started walking for two hours until I got to the park and played with my friends. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Dude. Like I 100% agree with that. And, and 
you know, I feel like that is something, I feel like a lot of us, at least in the community, I'm sure, I'm sure are going to like really kind of start to push is yeah like same with me like my parents they're relatively controlling as far as like video games would go and it would be you know the point where the only time i would ever do is yeah really in the winter and or when it was like really storming out you know if it was raining and we were stuck inside because you know like we used to get i mean we still do get really crazy thunder and lightning storms where it rains quite a bit up here um so yeah sometimes there'd be a day or two where going outside just wasn't an option but for the most part yeah like I would be outside all the time for you know days on end essentially and I'd come in to eat and then I'd be right back outside you know and that was it's something that I looking back at I definitely want to try to instill that same you know just this is magical you know I let my own imagination run wild I ran in you know into in woods and stuff played with sticks that looked like swords or staffs and stuff like that you know just I feel like that's that's what a lot of this current age of technology and just youth and people in general has really kind of stunted is that that magical just sense of being outside and imaginations if we're this crabby right now about like the youth, imagine if we keep doing this podcast for like 20 years, like how crabby are we going to be then? <laughs> These damn kids and uh, yeah. the freaking flying cars and their holophones. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, their God, virtual realities. All, all of us will have white hair and beards at that point. I feel like if we're this crouchy now. Oh, we are sure. Old man. Yeah. Yeah. We're just talking how about yeah, we're talking about being old. Uh, we were complaining about the youth. Oh, no, not the youth again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we were just kind of like talking about like our appreciate, like reflecting, like as a, you know, as a child, like I, we definitely appreciated being outside, you know, a lot more, like obviously during the springtime. And summer, well, and I don't think about fall. the heat when I think back. You know, I don't think about no. how, how sweaty I was or how hot it was. Because, I mean, the, I went to a summer camp, you know, every single day of the summer. And all we did was beat, we were out in the woods and we beat the shit out of each other with sticks. For some reason, that was okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We grew up in a different time. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah like I, mean, me, I didn't like... even have a cell phone at summer camp. Come to think of it. No. I didn't have one by then. Dude, yeah, like, you know, you know what me and my cousin used to do as kids? Like, we always used to go out hunting for snake eggs. Like, we wanted what to find hell? snakes. <laughs> What's yeah. wrong with so, you? It's a very niche thing to do. <laughs> we we were rednecks. What would you do with the snake eggs if you found them? I would assume that we would try to incubate them so we could have baby snakes. <laughs> we had an idea we were going to like train them or something like that. That sounds like some childish shit. To that do, sounds yeah. like some Tala, T in no. Tennessee shit. Oh, she back? <laughs> I tell you, man. Southwest Virginia. <laughs> she she <laughs> <hunt for laughs> snake eggs. She found a snake egg. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, like it is it is funny to think about like all the things like yeah for me I was I was fortunate I would say like I I spent my entire summers out at my grandparents lake you know where I was staying not that long ago you know so like there is a lot of childhood memories for me there because it would help my parents you know they wouldn't have to pay for like any sort of daycare or anything I would just go essentially live with my grandparents for basically once school got out to with the time that like basically from like Memorial Day to Labor Day I was at the cabin you know and it's it we kind of looking back at it you know not every kid had an opportunity like that because most of the cabins on that lake are seasonal luckily you know my grandparents theirs was theirs was is four seasons and they were living out there at that time so it was a lot of the time it would usually just be me out there during the week 
like during the weekdays and then on like the weekends is when like a lot of the other kids and stuff would be out there so like for the most part i was running around the woods by myself like a feral child one thing i was thinking about though uh, yesterday was a lot right uh yeah when we went to serpent mounds yesterday like the last time i've been there i was a child like i was probably like eight um so i don't really have any like strong memories of serpent mounds in fact i would argue i was probably pretty bored because i look at a mound in the earth and i'm like okay like why is yeah. this and i can't play on it like you're i'm looking at a mound and you're telling there's a bunch of signs and you're telling me i can't jump and, and pee on it and stuff like i'm so glad i didn't <laughs> but like you know as a child i'm just like i want to play on it like this is a playground you know <laughs> Uh, but going back there now, it made me realize that, you know, as an adult, I do look at the world differently, especially as a pagan adult. Uh, and maybe as a pagan child, you know, luckily we can teach them, you know, a, a different way to view the world. But I didn't look at the world in a sacred lens. Like I looked at it in an imaginative lens. Like, you know, I look at a certain, you know, that mound and I'm like, look, it's a fort or it's a castle mm -hmm. or it's a spaceship. I mean, I remember I had a, a toy castle, like a, you know, like a Playmobil castle. And I was like, nah, yep. this motherfucker's a spaceship. And I turned it on its side. That thing became a spaceship. Uh, and I feel like, <laughs> you know, the kids' worlds, they create their own reality with what they're seeing because they don't know what reality is yet. And now as an adult, that's one of our problems is we know what reality is. We know that there is a, you know, a war in the Ukraine. Uh, we know that we just spent two years in a, you know, in a crazy fucking world and we're still living in one. And so it's harder for us to look in the world in that way. But yeah. I, I think what paganism gives us is that that lens of the sacred. So we can look at a beautiful blue sky and thank Balder for it. We can look at the serpent mounds and see the sacredness of it and know that we should not jump on it. <laughs> <laughs> and pee on it, apparently. Yeah, don't pee on it. <laughs> definitely, definitely just imagine, it's, just imagine if you'd done it as a child and become a pagan. I don't understand why I'm plagued by all these spirits. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Casey swears up and down uh, that, like, the reason her family has, like, a slight curse is because, like, I think it was her brother peed on a burial mound or something like that oh, as a no. child. Yeah. No, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, oh, that's amazing and terrifying at the same time. Yeah, especially since her family is native, too. Oh shit! Yeah, maybe she gets a slight pass for that. <laughs> like, I don't know, I'll give you a pass. Um, so it's funny enough. I'm sitting here drinking tea, and the quote on this tea is actually very, uh, like, good for the podcast. It is, "Beauty is not caused; it is grown." No, just it is. <laughs> just oh. it, it is beauty. I don't. Know. You like waved your hand like there was like something <laughs> no. else to answer. It was, it was letting the magic just roll off. Yeah, it was my the magic oh, okay. coming from my fingers. You know, well, I was uh, gesturing towards myself because I simply am beauty. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, I also thought of the name for this podcast. I'm totally going to run with it. It's just going to be called By Frere's Phallus at Spring. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so here for it. I love it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I told Amber she's going to have a good podcast to look forward to when we drive back. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck did they say this time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got, haven't you been working on like an antler headdress or something like that? Is another thing you've been working on? Um. Well, it's kind of. I don't know the, if I can actually call it a headdress because, like, you know those those big like red deer antlers that I have. Yeah. Um, so I've been working with Keenan on a thing and. They're way too big and heavy without some kind of crazy contraption to be able to wear them on my head. So, like, the idea we've got is the, uh, the stag belt that I have and then making something under it kind of like kind of like shoulder pads or kind of like a harness in a way. 
and then having the those antlers come right here attached to that uh, so my body will support them and have them like strapped in a way that they'll stay upright and then they'll be like this oh, right off the shoulders and then yeah, you know, they're tall enough that they'll still be like this high you know damn yeah well that's like that's one thing that you know like i i've been working on a head i had a headpiece basically like set up i was going to initially use it for that prayer ritual but unfortunately because those antlers that i have that i was using are too heavy um and ended up uh the the leather glue that i ended up using it on a couple of like the reinforcements that i had set up for it uh gave out so i'm gonna have to rework it uh so i think the way that i'm gonna do it honestly because i had it where it was more like sticking out of the sides like the actual like burrs of where like the antler was connected would have been like right around my temple area so that it would come up like this but i think what i'm going to do now instead is have it go more like where those burrs are facing out this way so then the antlers themselves kind of curl like back up like this slightly at like an angle or something i don't know i have to figure it out basically uh, back to the drawing board without shit right i just sent uh to the our group chat because i was saying caleb can see it too was the uh you've seen it already and as the thing we worked on oh. uh, for kevin the wolf headdress oh yeah 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 Yeah, see like yeah. that's kind of like my that's my plan like whenever i get the money to be able to get one is i'll have the wolf head, i'll have like the wolf headdress and then like the the stag stuff but it's gonna be i don't know if i'm gonna i'm wanted to try to have a difference in my ritual guard between when I'm doing like shamanic work or I guess like, no, like I want to, I want to have like a difference between like normal, normal shamanic rituals. And when I'm doing warrior shit, like mm -hmm. my, my Odin stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I, I have of, different garb for that. I mean, I have like three robes and then I have like the headdress and then I also have like the fur pelt <clears throat> and then the, the, the thing you made me Caleb with the horns. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I typically do it because like I don't see the necess uh, like the need for the visor if I'm not doing like realm travel. Yeah, because that's really why I have the visor. Yeah, yeah. see, so, like, like that's part of where I was wanting. To, like the only the only difference I have between my garb right now is like I wear the stag belt because that helps connect me to what I'm trying to do. But it's a matter of if I have a tunic on under it or if I don't have a tunic on under it. And so I wanted something more than just that. The stag belt so. keeps your titties warm. I mean, the stag pelt's just badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. And apparently fairly flame retardant, too, as we found out in California. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, uh, Caleb, one of the things we're doing, uh, I think we're doing the Filgia meditation. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to do my, like, shamanic drumming for that. Uh, so I'm kind of doing it for Darius and Ian. Um oh. And I think I might still end up doing a small thing at night just for people that are interested, like a, just like a, a simple realm travel thing, just because I'm wanting mm. to experiment with it more. And honestly, like Ian, you know, we technically haven't realm traveled together yet. And Caleb, we have done for the ritual purposes, but not just like personally. So I think it'd be cool if you guys were in there because it's more of like just me having my own experience and then sharing yeah. it with other people. So I feel like it's a little bit more raw and less like planned out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I know like when you were doing your thing at the, at the Wisconsin gathering, I wanted to get in on that, but I had stepped away to go do something. I can't remember what it was. It was the check to make sure something had gotten done or was being done or I don't remember off the top of my head. And I was going to come back like, when I had come back out to go do it. You had already started. And oh, I remember is when I had initially because it was shortly after I did the health thing, wasn't it? No, that was Friday night. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was after the Lambeteer. 
What did I do? I don't know. I went off to go do something, and then I was. You know what back. you did? You fucking missed it. That's what you did. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. That's essentially, moral of the story. But yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try. To, I want to be a part of, uh, of both of them again, just because it'll be fun. And I am looking forward to the realm travel. I know that uh, Amber is really looking forward to doing the uh, the Philia meditation, and I told her about the the shamanic thing that you want to do the realm travel, and she was really excited for it too, Jacob. I mean, I'm bringing so, my blue lotus as always. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna try to get the, uh, I'm gonna try to help get the kids uh, settled down and taken care of. Um, but if they're not, then I'll let, I'll let her do, I'll let her do those rituals, and I'll take care of the kids that way because I know she really wants to experience those. Yeah, you guys are definitely have to alternate now with the baby for sure. <laughs> Experiences. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the new, the newborn. I mean, if we get it time dropped, she could be, she could be asleep during it mm, yeah so because you know newborns sleep a lot it's their only blessing is that they sleep <laughs> i mean they, they when they're whenever they're newborn like they'll sleep newborns sleep like 20 hours out of the day uh for like the first month or so that they're alive like a cat sleep, eat, sleep yeah. eat and shit that's that's all they do is they sleep eat shit <laughs> i mean again same <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be more of a matter of if uh if bella will cooperate if she won't um then i'll have to i'll let him what do you think you're gonna start letting her. her like uh kind of join in the ritual space well that's what i was uh, telling amber is the it. fact of like when it comes to the rituals unless they're like unless they're like the, you know the crazy warrior stuff that me like that we do with the odin stuff yeah you know i you know i'm gonna we're gonna have to start incorporating her into them um and trying to keep trying to keep her quiet for the most part and then you know letting her come up and be a part of giving the offerings that we give you know yeah because that'll that'll do a lot of things as far as like she'll start to understand that like these you know these gatherings that we do and the rituals that happen at them they have they have meaning and that they're sacred and everything else and i know that she she's only three well she's three and a half she'll be four in september so i think yeah so so she's capable of forming real memories now like real solid memories yeah, she'll uh, I, and I think in the, within the next year or so she'll really start to understand the fact that like these are important. Yeah, yeah, like I a mean, full Philgia meditation, she definitely wouldn't be able to do. Like sitting still no. for an hour almost. Yeah, no, that's that's impossible. Like just a, unless she's asleep, a, right? <laughs> just like a thought that kind of like that popped into my head. You know, maybe just like as a, as a slight like you know not just like an initiation, but like that sounds faulty, but like as like a her first step kind of into that stuff i mean we could probably like do a like a small thing like with her like at this gathering potentially you know something very super simple well so, oh, yeah. since we have so many children here we could yeah, probably we could do, do something just like, like a that. child themed ritual well see that's what kind of what i was thinking i was getting ready to say just that we're gonna have what six seven kids like yeah, six, i think um and probably the best day i don't know we could do that probably sometime on saturday sometime during the day because yeah, i think Ayla's gonna have her two kids there as well Mm-hmm. yeah we could do like a um i don't know like what kind of ritual would be good like uh it's like almost like a story like maybe something kind of story mm-hmm. related and then like mm-hmm. a small offering like maybe they just have applesauce and then they pour it <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> no, they're, no, they're, they're gonna want to eat the applesauce yeah that's like <laughs> we gotta teach them a lesson you know you gotta give up the applesauce <laughs> and then you're gonna have a bunch of crying toddlers <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exactly like what I had. Really, I want to see it. 
<laughs> Give your applesauce for Odin. No! <laughs> <laughs> you're, trying to get, you're trying to get three-year-olds connected to Odin already? Oh, so yeah, they just have, they do better with They're the They're going to be the most thing. emo children ever. So, yeah. <laughs> what's wrong with, what's wrong with that? <laughs> the emo three-year-old? Oh, I mean, I don't know about that. Oh. Life is meaningless. We're all heading towards the abyss. You're five. Get over yourself. <laughs> Still to this day, one of my favorite memes that legitimately makes me laugh every time I see it is that, like, you know, for mama, for papa, for the all father meme. And it's yeah. like, you know, and like the kid turns around, he's got like a battle axe, and it's like, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It just cracks me up. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I'm curious. I mean, it would be honestly, we know we have succeeded if we can do a small, like a child themed ritual and they give their applesauce up. Like we have done and it with, with no no tears. Yeah, there's they get, <laughs> they no get it. Now, what we probably will have to do is give them two applesauce and be like, one of these you can actually have. The other one you have to give. Mm-hmm. One yeah. of these, you know, you have to word it in a way. One of these you have to share with. X. Oh, yes, yes. Ooh. Because most kids, most kids will they'll be like, yeah, okay, I have mine, and then I'll gladly give this. But they're like, like a good example is like my daughter earlier. She got mad at me because I tried, like we were eating something, and she had, she, she was talking about this, and I tried the thing, and she got mad at me because I tried her sauce. And then it, <laughs> we talked to her for a second, and she was, and then she was dipping it like, here, do you want a bite? Here, do you want a bite? Here, do you want a bite? <laughs> She was a sharing and also incorporate sharing into the giving. And now she's back. <laughs> we spoke her name too many times. She heard applesauce. She's like, yes. Do you have more applesauce up here? Papa, Papa, do you have more applesauce? Uh, well, with that, let's go ahead and end this episode. Uh, just because I, it looks like Caleb is being dra- drug away here, so we might as well close it out. But Caleb, it's good to have you back uh, after your uh, forced paternity leave without you knowing. Hi. <laughs> Bella, let's hear a skull. Can you she say skull? Here, can you say? Can you say skull? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, there is no better way to end it. Besides saying, by prayers, Phallus, it's spring! (laughs) Uh, Everyone, until the hall. Skull! 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 Skull!